before we get too deeply into the uh, your silent samadhi of sitting, uh, I mentioned uh, last night or the earlier previous night about letting go of uh, previous and other practices and disciplines that you've done. And so in this period of the, of the sitting, uh, to really listen to the instructions and actually try them, not just kind of think that's a good idea and <laughs> do it later, but actually hear, hear what we're saying because uh, it's a kind of a, a graduated build on uh, the previous day's experience. And if you actually try it, not just write it down, and, and please don't write during the sittings, uh, but if you actually try it, then you'll see that it can really change how you've been practicing or add or complement the way you've been practicing. So um, please give some uh, attention, attention to that. Okay. So as you settle into your sitting posture, Check to see that you're comfortable, even relaxed if possible. In letting your attention float throughout the body, release any holding, clenching, gripping, tension. And feel yourself settling down onto your sitting bones. While doing that, let the breath be natural without controlling it or counting. Relax your breathing. And take note that during the sitting, that your breath is silent, that you're not forcing it, and that it's not audible to you or anyone else. Settling into the body and taking note also of how you experience the environment of the room Taking note of the ambient sound of the room and the occasional distinct sounds within the room or outside the room. Taking note of how you experience the temperature and the humidity of the room. Just taking note of that. so that you'll feel at ease in the environment. And then taking a look at, taking note of the mental climate, how the mind is this morning. Alert, sluggish, 
excited, feeling heavy, curious, just taking a snapshot and getting a sense or a feel for how you're approaching this, this next sitting period. These are all conditions, physical, mental, environmental, that will play and will be in play during the sitting practice. So we don't want to be oblivious of them. We just want to be aware of them. And if they call our attention, to take note of them. But otherwise, to let them recede into the background. And then to establish the continuity of attention and awareness. You can use your primary object, which for many of you is the breath. Again, without controlling it or counting, just let the breath breathe in its own rhythm, quietly entering and leaving the body drawing your attention down to the level of the breath sensations and movements so that you can feel the breath. Or if you're using your posture as your primary object, allowing yourself to actually feel the body while sitting or when directing your attention to a touch point actually feel the contact, the sensations at the touch point. Checking to see that <clears throat> the attention is actually touching and you sustain your attention on the primary object And while feeling the sensations or movements, know that you're breathing in, know that you're breathing out, <clears throat> or know that you're sitting, hearing, whatever it is you're using as a primary object. Just keeping an eye on the continuity of attention without letting your wish to be continuous, without letting that become stiffness or struggling in any way. <clears throat> You might consider that your attention is open and receiving the present moment's experience. While attending to the primary object, you may also notice other sensations in the body or 
sounds in the room, thoughts in the mind. But if they don't take you away from your primary object, just let them be there in the background without paying any attention to them. If it feels like there's a flood of sensations or experience crowding into your attention, you might consider using the noting or labeling of which object you're paying attention to, the breath or sitting. Again, the clear perception of the breath helps to sustain the continuity of awareness or the clear perception of sensations in the sitting posture help support and sustain the continuity of mindfulness. Tending to the breath or other primary object. Occasionally your attention will be called away from your primary object to other sensations in the body. You may automatically <clears throat> begin noticing them. If there's some numbness or some aching or some unpleasantness in the body, your attention will automatically go there. When it does, recognize what is being known. Tingling is being known or numbness is being known. This then becomes the object of your attention for that moment or for as long as it is predominant in calling your attention. When another experience is predominant, more noticeable than your primary object, then let your attention be there. Let your clear perception recognize what is being known, where the attention has gone. And while attending to this predominant object, again, carefully feeling sensations around it or recognizing the quality of mind if it's a, a mental state or an emotion. Know that as you experience each object, what is being known is the nature of the breath, the nature of the body, the nature of an emotion, While it may feel very personal, it has arisen due to conditions beyond your control. It's a naturally occurring phenomena due to causes and conditions. There's nothing wrong with it. 
It occurs quite naturally. If we can have this attitude without making a judgment that it's good or bad, should or shouldn't be happening, we can open to the full range of mental and physical experience that is being known. When you recognize any activity of mind, like thinking, planning, or some emotion like interest or boredom or sleepiness, recognize these and understand that, oh, the nature of boredom is being known. See if you can recognize the nature of boredom or see if you can recognize the nature of sleepiness or the nature of irritation. These are all naturally occurring states of mind to be known by awareness, mindfulness. Don't make them the enemy of your practice. It's the opportunity for practice. So whatever you experience is okay. Recognize it and understand that by observing it and paying attention to it, you will learn the nature of this experience, the body, the mind. while attending to the primary or predominant objects, keep an eye on the energy and the effort with which you're practicing. Keep an eye on whether you're struggling with the way things are, whether you're trying to create some special experience, or whether you're hoping to avoid some prior experience. Hope expectation, struggle. These are attitudes that attach themselves to your effort and create problems in your practice. Notice them when they occur, let them go. Just settle back into noticing the naturally arising experience of the present moment without trying to control it but allow it, receive it and know it. In this way, we don't struggle with the way things are, but we come to recognize this is the way it is for now. Do the best you can, let that be good enough.
So do you have any uh, questions or comments about your practice? There's two, there's one in front and there's one in back. So I'll do the one in back and then the one in front. Yes. So I had that this morning where it was it's often just a flood of emotion that's that very tied to very specific things in my life. Like I mean it was like this cascade of people who had hurt me and things that I regret. And it, what happened is that I it, it's it's such a powerful kind of energy. I mean there were tears and that it kind of like wants to suck you in like this. I, I, I'll, I'll, the mindfulness part to say, okay, here's this whirlpool kind of trying to suck me in, and I think, what would, you know, what's really happening here? It's story, it's sadness, and I try to bring that to it, and that's what I did, but not with real confidence. Like, it somehow feels like, is that really all that I'm supposed to be doing here? Or, <laughs> Yeah, you, you asked a, a great question. Uh, I, uh, I think it probably happens, similar type of events happen to, to all of us at one time or another. So, um, I'm going to answer in two ways. One is, yes, that's all you need to do. And the second is, how to do that. Um, in this practice, we understand that the awareness itself will reveal um, the nature of this, in this case, these emotions. And when you know the nature of sadness, when you know the nature of rage, you know the nature of anger, and, and any of the emotions that can arise, then you really are no longer caught in it. While there is a story that goes along with it, they said this, I said that, they should have done this, I should have done that, blah, 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 blah. The story, as you know, can go on and on and on and on. And you may know the story in infinite, intimate detail, and you're still hooked. So it's not the story that we're particularly interested in. It's the very nature of this particular kind of emotion and how we get caught in that feeling or how we get caught in the story or how we get caught in our, uh, the self-image of, oh, poor me, or I'm entitled to this, and, you know, and I'm never going to let that happen, or whatever. So, yes, to the extent that you can, just know, oh, this is sadness being known, or this is, and then you're remembering this, the story that goes with it. Oh, remembering's happening. Sadness is happening. And feel. Feel the sadness. Feel the physical sensations that could, that are conditioned by the mental state of sadness. Notice the story. Oh, storytelling is going on, or remembering is going on, and you're making plans for how not to do this. And <clears throat> oh, planning is happening, and thoughts of revenge, and revenging is happening. And, and you just watch this unfolding cascade of stuff. 
Now I know the tendency is to jump in there and fix it and figure it out what I got to say, what I got to do, what I'm going to do when I get home. And that also should be noticed just like everything else. Oh, planning and whatever it is. There's many layers of understanding that can come from this. One is, of course, very uh, psychological and personality-based understanding. But there's much deeper understanding that can come from this kind of just bare, attentive observation. And it's these deeper understandings that are freeing. Trust. Uh, It does take some trust, but to the extent that you can do that, it'll be good. Now, the person right in front of you had something else, yeah? Yes. And then my practice. And then what? My my real question is my practice. Um, As I um, experience um, familiar floods of emotion, um, been there before, let them come and go, um, if it's old stuff, um, and I'm thinking particularly of how then that feels when I'm off the cushion, also. Um, It's hard for me sometimes to discern the difference between letting it go and indifference. Indifference of a sort that um, I think is one of the dear enemies or something of letting go. Uh, as you are expressing it, and as probably all of us have seen or will see, that sometimes when stories come up or emotional dramas come up, we may know about them, we may remember them, they may be familiar. Sometimes we're so in the middle of them, there's no avoiding, there's no dismissing, there's no pretending it's otherwise. And other times it's just on the periphery or we're just on the periphery of it and we can take it or leave it and, you know. (laughs) If it's like that, then I would leave it. You know, and if it's indifference, fine. If there's aversion to it, like, no, I I don't want that. Well, the aversion needs to be looked at. But if it's just not really commanding your attention, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, turn to it to make something more of it than I wouldn't give it more attention than it's commanding. Put it that way. If it's really commanding your attention, well, it's there. You're there. Take notice. Recognize it. But if it's just on the periphery, I wouldn't give it any more attention than that. And it changes. You know, there'll be this time it's one way and next time it'll be another way. A couple of announcements, a little bit of retreat etiquette, and the how to do uh, interview things. Um, First, the bell for those sittings seems to be ringing at about the time we should all be in here and start sitting. So if you could ring the bell, if you're a bell ringer for a sitting, 
ring the bell at least seven to eight minutes before the sitting so that everyone has a chance to get in, get settled, so that we're all here at the time the sitting starts. And if you come to the sitting, please plan on staying for the entire sitting, unless, of course, there's an emergency you need to, or whatever, personal duty calls. Of course, then you can quietly leave. At the end of this sitting, when I ring the bell at 9 o'clock, sometimes the staff who are sitting will get up and leave and not stay for the questions and answers. That's okay for them. But if you could stay for the questions and answers, we think it'll help you in your practice. I'd like to coordinate our watches so that we're all on the same day <laughs> or time. Uh, one says 909, 909, and 907. So, how about 9 Well, what is it? 909? Okay. 909. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right. Uh, also, uh, while it is okay to write notes during question and answers or during the Dharma talk, we'd like to again remind you not to write during the sitting or during a guided meditation, but to actually follow the instructions and do that. Anything that comes up in your sitting that really important and you've got to remember, you will. <laughs> and if you don't, you didn't need to. <laughs> um, the interviews, we're starting, you can see we're starting check-ins today. And some of you will be seen in groups, and some of you will be seen individually, and it'll be that way throughout the retreat, just so we can get you all in every other day. So some people, whoever's seen in a group today, won't be seen in groups in two days or in four days, and those who aren't yet will be, or may be, later. So just know that some of you will be in groups each day, and some of you will be individual. The best use of your time in the check-in with, with us is to really bring your experience that you're having here with the practice to, to us so that you can tell us about how you're doing your practice, what you're experiencing, how you're dealing with it, maybe what is the most challenging and difficult part of your practice here, and what is your most exalted, enlightened, glorious, subtle, sensitive, and uh, part of practice also. Because we know that there's, there's a lot of middle terrain, you know, just getting into the mind and getting familiar with it. But there's always an upper edge and a lower edge of what we're able to open to and accommodate and understand. And that's really the cutting edge of your, your practice, both um, on the high end and on the we'll call it the low end, maybe I should say the challenging end. And if we, can, if we can work with you on those, the outer limits of your practice, then we'll expand, hopefully we'll be able to expand the range of your practice. Um, of course, if you have any questions about the practice or about the instructions or how to understand any of your experience, that would be the time to uh, also 
ask questions, but come prepared to express your, um, uh, tell us about your experience in practice, sitting, walking, general activities. Uh, because once we hear how it is for you, then we can really offer more precise uh, guidance, uh, understanding, possibly a technique for your particular experience. The instructions that we offer in the hall are generic. They're uh, suitable for everyone, kind of, <laughs> or roughly, but everyone hears them differently, practices in their own way, has their own experience, and a more, there's always room for a more precise application of your energy and effort and a more refined understanding of your experience that we'd be able to offer uh, in the, when, when you check in with us. Sure. If you have a check-in, during a regularly scheduled sitting period. Please don't come to that sitting and get up in the middle of it and leave to go to your check-in. Or if you have a check-in during a sitting, please don't come back into the hall during a sitting with your check-in. If it's scheduled during a sitting, just stay out and you can sit outside or walk outside or sit in the dining room, wherever, sit up in 111 uh, so that you're not uh, coming and going during the regular scheduled sittings here, and it leaves those who are here um, the whole sitting to be to be still and to keep the hall the hall still and quiet. Uh, one further one further or additional reminder: uh, there's considerable coughing and sneezing and and stuff going on. Please use the collar so that you're um, sneezing and coughing into your own stuff, or some call it the, uh, whatever, the Pasna sneeze or some other name, the, uh, the uh, what's the Dracula people? You know the Dracula people? <laughs> Ta-da! Like that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, or, or use your shawl or something. Not just your hand. Your hand is, is available to all. So doorknobs and cups and, and all kinds of things. So, um, not being uh, paranoid about that. We have seen, you know, it can go through a whole community like this within a week and we can all be pretty miserable. So please keep it to yourself. <laughs> Bad. It's like, don't let that one go. Let everything else go, but not that. Let's see. And again, on time, sit, go in and watch. In and out, sit, be That's it for now. <laughs> and even though we'll be doing uh, check-ins with people this morning, someone has volunteered to ring the bell at the end of the next sitting. So even if they're not sitting here, they'll have a bell at their sitting at their seat, or maybe they're sitting here somewhere. And the bell will be rung at the end of that sitting. Thanks. You know, hey, the hall is really quiet already. Pretty good. Somewhat. <laughs> And uh, we anticipate it will get more so as retreat goes on. So thank you for your, your practice. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.